This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno. With me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And my Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. All right. So today we're talking about the elephant in the room. Yeah. Coronavirus. Yeah. Cor- Sorry. <laughs> that we're was all- like, we're all going to say different variations. I was going to say the coronavirus or oh, COVID 19. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Corvid 19. I don't know why. I want to put an R in it. Uh, but it's, uh, I don't know how it is for other uh, people. And depending on where you are in the world, it may be better or worse. But for us uh, in California, Central California specifically, we are officially on stay-at-home orders. Right. It, it's funny, too, because, you know, last podcast, we were like, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to close the dojo as long as we can stay open. I want to stay open. Um, oh, you know, it's bad. And we didn't even really want to talk about it. I personally didn't want to talk about it because it's like, oh, it's everywhere. Let's not talk about it. And then this week's like, oh, dojo has been closed since Wednesday. Like, uh, we're at shelter-in-place orders. Um, Josh had to sneak over here behind enemy lines, That's getting right. under barbed wire and... And dodging guard dogs. You can hear the dogs barking out the door right now trying to get to Josh. So dramatic. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it's 100%. That's not true, by the way. Don't, within, don't worry. We're okay. Within the week, it definitely has changed. And, you know, at least in California, all non-essential uh, businesses have been asked to close. So uh, anyone who has a dojo in California is out of luck and for the next foreseeable future. Um, and that leaves... A lot of people in some very precarious situations, especially if you are a martial arts instructor, and that's, who's, your, that's your only job. Yeah, um, you know that it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult, difficult, yeah, to say the least. So I think this is a good one uh, to do. It's kind of topical. We can kind of at least run people through what we're doing uh, as a school, and then um, you know, hopefully be able to offer some suggestions that maybe what, you know, students can do if they find themselves without a, a place to train, and then just remind them that if at all possible, and it might not be possible for people, but if it is, you should still try to support your dojo during this time. So, you know, if you're someone who normally pays a fee to go every month, you suddenly can't. If you can, you might want to think about still keeping those fees going because it, it will make all of the difference in uh, a few months when it, we're finally able to reopen again, you know? Yeah. I think... the diff- not everyone's going to be able to do that, obviously, but... Right. The difficult thing with a situation like this is that um, everyone wants to... Um, it's exhausting. So it's exhausting to constantly, like, hear uh, news all the time, especially if you're looking at social media and people are talking about it and it's like... Like, it's nonstop at this point, at least for us here in California. It's, like, everyone, everyone's mind. Everyone's talking about it. It's affected everyone's daily life. Like, it's everywhere. And so it's really easy to want to, um, like, to have a, um, a black and white view about it, you know? To, so, like, because everyone's saying, hey, stay at home. It's important that we stay at home, practice social distancing so that we don't spread this faster than we can handle it. Um, but uh, people tend to get very judgmental about it about the health risk part of it which is very important and we want to all pressure each other to make good decisions and to take care of each other Um, but there's this other side too which is the 
like financial side, the, yeah. the, the non-physical health side that is very much being affected for people who have small businesses and right, right. whose work's been affected. Like there's that other side too. And, um, you know, for a business, it's like if you don't have customers, then you don't have income. If you don't have income, then you can't survive and right. can't pay your bills and stuff. And so there's just so many factors that well, go even, into that. And even before the dojo was closed, uh, you know, th- we had several days where no one showed up because either sure. people were in self-isolation. There were, you know, we have several people who are older or, you know, uh, kids, kids and, or, yeah. or people who live with people who are uh, immunocompromised. Um, immunocompromised. And so they chose to just not not uh, show up, which is perfectly yeah, acceptable. That's that's um, and we would rather have that, that happen. Um, at the same time, you know, then it, it becomes difficult. And then, you know, within a day, the choice was sort of taken <laughs> Uh, right. out of our out of our hands anyway so i mean the hard thing and you know this is i mean this just is the way the world is but it's like i i don't know how a lot of other aikido teachers feel but i feel a real crunch to like figure out how to keep getting information to people now you know and it's like we live in a world fortunately where that's not super hard you know um but it's like you know like i'm trying to learn google classroom right now and trying to understand how zoom works and trying to you know a bunch of stuff and and luckily i have backlogs of tons of videos that uh, i've shot uh, in the last year um that i can start putting out but but it's 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 a crunch to go like well how do i keep doing my job you know right right Right, when When essentially your job job has been taken away for your ability to do your job well and also the job is social like you know so we're talking about social distancing but like your job revolves around people showing up yeah um and so if people are not allowed to show up or unable to show up then it becomes a a problem because and especially with something like this where it's like um some other types of schooling can be done remotely a little more effectively a martial art is a physical thing that you have to kind of be there to yeah and, and not to mention the dilemma of if you're uh you know uh dojo uh cho or you know if you have your own dojo like um if you're in that place where you're in between having to close and getting the choice to close like thinking about well, what do i do like what's the best choice like especially if it's your only source of income like it's really difficult because i don't know on tuesday at least um you know so it's not my dojo but i i have a tuesday class that i teach and so it, dojo was still open so i went to teach my class um and it's a very small class anyway because it's right after when people get off work um but i was really wasn't expecting anyone to show up and um roger one of our older older um dojo members showed up and i was really surprised because i'm like like you're over 65 um and a lot of people are are not making that choice right now um and so i was like felt torn in between like obviously like i've said i'm gonna teach this class and we're gonna do this you know i'm here i'm here to do aikido and i'm gonna you know not not teach the class but at the same time it's like um i care about the health and safety of my dojo mates and um you know obviously it was his choice to come and so that's not something i have control over but you know it makes you think and a lot of people are you know saying hey don't have contact with people you don't need to have contact with and so it's all just kind of like going through my mind and so it was fine it ended up being fine because we just sat and talked and that was where he went what he wanted to do and so it was you know it was perfect but like it's a difficult place to be in, especially if you, you if you are still in a time where you have a choice whether or not to, to close the dojo. And, uh, and some people, in some places that might be the case right yeah, now, you know, right. I know uh, a, a lot choice, of, yeah. a lot of states, um, haven't gone as far as California has gone and are still, 
um, you know, in, it's up in to, different. Yeah. yeah. So um, some some places may be in that place where they're having those conversations with what do, what do we do? Um, so. And I think the only thing like you know, is just to respect the choices that people are making, yeah. you know, and talk to people. There's a lot of things to juggle in this decision. Totally. And so to, to, I think the most important thing is, yeah, not judging someone because why'd they close the dojo? That's selfish. Or, why you know, did they not close the dojo? Why they not close the dojo? That's selfish. Yeah. I mean, thinking remaining open in this. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah. I mean, like, you know, for me personally, that was the, the pressure I felt more than anything was it, like, you know, I just will show up and do it, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, this is probably personally irresponsible, but it's like, I feel like I'm a very healthy person. And if I get sick, I'll deal with it and, and I'll probably be fine when I come out the other side. So, I mean, I'm not worried about myself at all. And so it's like, well, if people want to show up to the dojo, I want to provide a place for them to show up. And especially when it's sucky, you know, mm-hmm. it's a sucky time. It's like, I want people to be able to have something reliable in their right. life. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I do, I, I appreciate that um, from a certain standpoint, you know. Prior, obviously, to to when orders went through to sort of uh, shelter in place, but um, of you know, yeah, when the world is crazy, sometimes you just need the routine, and so right. sometimes you, need normalcy. you just need that normalcy, that yeah. place right. to show up. Um, and that's not to say you know we want people to show up if they're they're sick, no. or we you know like people need to use their the best common sense, but. Um, if you are healthy and you feel like um, it's okay, you should feel fine to go and train with some people that you, you know, and also understand that hopefully they are in the same place where it's like, yeah, I'm taking all due precautions outside of this to keep myself safe so that I can come and do this and be safe. Right. Yeah. I think it also, too, just depends on the size of the dojo and how populous the area is. You know, I mean, I feel like if you've got a a real big dojo, the risk is probably much higher. Sure. Yeah. If you've got, you know, 30 people in class or something. Yeah. yeah. We were at uh, a bit of an advantage just because class sizes are usually fairly small anyway. Well below, you know, there was... 250 people at first and then 50, 50 people. And, yeah. and, so, I mean, know, so we were never we, going to crunch any numbers right. that were, <laughs> right. were in danger. Just to clarify, that was what the orders were, was to no gatherings above right, 250, right, right. no and gatherings right. above 50, no gatherings above 10. Right. That's what they were telling us. And, you know, I mean, for me, it government. sucks, too, because now it's like, uh, you know, so it, Aikido, as Aikido's waned in popularity, I have started to push more seminars and other kinds of class, you know, so like I teach firearms now, I teach self-defense, I teach knife, I teach, you know, a lot of different stuff. And so it's like, you know, that also all gets wiped out. So right. it's just like, hey, you just get stuck in a place where it's like, oh, all my side hustles right. are right. now also not available, you know. Right. It's not just the Aikido dojo. Right. It's all the... <laughs> well, right. so let's talk all about uh, your sort of uh, idea and sort of how you've sort of began to sort of tr- make some transitions and you talked a little bit about some of it but um into what you're going to be doing for the next little bit um and you know maybe where some of the people who are listening can find some information that we're putting out uh, yeah now. it's it's amazing too how like when um like you've got no choice how easy it is to do some stuff Necessity, you know so what is so it? it's like yeah, mother, mother invention. Invention. yeah. yeah. but it, it's like you know i have thought for years like oh i want to have kind of an online academy because i mean the way we teach aikido uh, at the dojo is a little different you know and um I, you know, that's all i'm going to say about this it's a little different um and so like uh, i think that could be interesting to a lot of people and it's like oh i've thought about that for years and, and uh, you know i have a backlog of a lot of videos josh and i have shot over the last year i was surprised um, as i 
started yeah, seeing hey, look at that. going up this week. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Um, because because uh, you know my thoughts were to do this, but it's just like, well, I don't have time. I'm doing this. I'm in the middle of the seminar. Or we're doing this other thing now. <laughs> He's always like, I need to edit some videos, but I just don't have time. Right. I've heard that so many times right. in the last like six to um, twelve months. <laughs> yeah. So the last four days, I've had plenty of time to edit videos. So I have been editing a lot of videos. Um, so so my basic ideas are, uh, I want to create an online academy. Um, and I think this is something that we need to talk about. Maybe we should actually do a podcast on this. But like, um, you know, so growing up when I was young, uh, earlier there was, um, but you know, it might be impossible for people to conceive of this, but pre-internet, um, there, there wasn't, yeah, I know, <laughs> there wasn't much information about martial arts. So now, you know, you can just kind of click on YouTube right, and, right. you know, if you want to know about capoeira, you can find out about yeah. it in 20 minutes, you know. So, Kribi uh, Kribal, whatever weird martial art, you're yeah. like, oh, I'll find a bunch of stuff on that. Um, so when I was growing up, like, you, that wasn't the case. You know, there was, like, Black Belt Magazine. Right. And then there was... A um, bunch of weird books yeah, that you could order. Weird books. From Black Belt Magazine. Yeah, that were generally <laughs> written by really poor poor authors. And then um, there were um, some, some bootleg videos you might get oh, or yeah, yeah, you yeah. ordered from Panther or something like that. There were these old companies that used to have stuff. Anyways, um, but it was hard to get information. And so the, you would see online... Um, or not online, but you would see uh, home study yeah, courses, yeah, yeah. right? And so, like, you know, they'd send you stuff and, and go through material. And some of the courses had testing uh, options, you know, so you could send in a video of yourself or whatever. And, you know, there was always this disdain for, um, oh, do you think you can actually learn a martial art by just reading it in a book? And, you know, part of me was like, well, obviously not, you know, like, you know. But another part of me was like, well, I don't know, could could you, you know, could could you learn physics on, uh, you know, through right, a home right. study course? Yeah, like, yeah. maybe you could study yeah. physics. And it's like, well, but physics isn't your body, you know. And, and it took me years of hashing this out. And then, you know, I, I really started realizing several years back, like, the difference between the conscious mind and unconscious mind and how they work. And that it's like, you can consciously totally learn a subject at home or through a book or through videos or through audio or whatever, right? Like you can totally learn it. And that means you intellectually would understand the subject. Now, training your body is something you will then have to do. And so training your unconscious mind is something you have to do. Now, once your conscious mind knows how to do it, then you can use that as a tool to train your unconscious mind, which is more difficult to get that information into. But, But so an online course is totally possible. So, you know, like creating an online course where you can academically study Aikido as we present, is what I'm working towards now. And uh, there will be plenty of drills you can do. Uh, ideally, if you had a, a spouse in, in your house, a spouse in your house, and they um, they can do uh, martial arts or they want to do martial arts, you should be able to do it with them. You should be able to do some of these training drills on your own. So so that's my idea. You know, it's like to and, – and I also think this is an opportunity for Aikido people to actually get a little more academic about their Aikido study. Right, right, right. And, and agree. Just, which yeah. has been missing maybe for uh, yeah. a while. I mean, a lot of people are like, you know, oh, go ahead. Just because, yeah, we don't have to, you know. We, yeah. We could show up and do the forums and do our training. And Maya was saying yeah. the other day after I released a video, she said, what's nice about your videos is you talk about the why and not about the how. And so lots of Aikido teachers, lots of martial arts teachers like to talk about the how of something. Like, here's how you sweep a person. Here's right. how you hit a person. But why you do that is important too because if you don't know why, then you don't know the context that that how applies to right. because that how might actually be different in a different context. And so you got to understand and the why. And for uh, this type of training purpose, like uh, remote learning purposes, the why is going to be easier to learn than the how. Right. Right. You know, yes. because it's going to be nearly impossible. And you, this is what you see a lot of times in Aikido videos is they're demonstrating a technique. Right. Um, 
you being able to learn that technique from watching that video is going to be difficult even if you have a partner you being able to under, like learn intellectually why that technique might unfold won't be shouldn't be as difficult right, right? because right. it's there's no body physical like whatever standing right. in the way right yeah the to me the truth of of aikido stuff is is really obscured like it's funny because it's like uh, intellectually people say what I believe are the real truths about Aikido, which is like, you know, it's um, uh, not about fighting. It's about redirecting energy, all this stuff. You know, th I believe all this is 100% true. And everyone says that. And intellectually, that's the tip they're on. And then there is the technical system that people know how to do. You know, so if you look at, you know, the majority of Aikido schools, they all know how to do a good Shionage. They all know how to do a good Kokunage. They know how, you know, it's so like when I look at people's techniques, I don't see like a big problem in techniques. No, it's like good. techniques yeah. look good. But the problem is how you bridge the gap between those two. And that's because our intellectual understanding is missing. And for me, you know, I learned Aikido like, like everyone, right? I knew what we were supposed to do, the theory of Aikido. And then I knew how to do the techniques individually. But when I started trying to bridge that gap, I would get in situations, right? So we would spar or do some kind of rondori or some kind of situation. And I would get myself in situations that I didn't have an answer to. And then I could go through the catalog of techniques I knew and go, oh, the answer is in this part of Shihonage, you right, know? Right. And so if you intellectually understand that stuff, you can go back and work through it. Late, and right, so, right. and it will make going back easier. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. It will. Um, so, you know, my hope is that all of all Aikido people right now will take this time to intellectually and academically understand what Aikido right. is, you know? And that could uh, result in a jump of uh, understanding. Sure. When we all hit lot, the mat again. Totally. When we all get back, uh, everyone might have a bunch of aha moments as they start training again and be like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Yeah, I think this is... Um a perfect time for people to um, ask themselves those questions that people always ask them and that they don't always have the answer to. And whether that's your sensei on the mat, well, why would you do this? Or how would you do that? Or your friend saying, hey, what's that all about? Or why, why would you, I saw a video of you doing a weird thing. Why'd you do that? Right. Um, yeah, having those answers, you know. Um, and, and when we say answers for why, we're not talking about um, – the, the answers that are like, um, because I like to go work out in the dojo. Right, Or right, because right. I, I want to make love friends. The practice those of are, Aikido those or... are good answers, um, but specifically answers within the system, what the system of is Aikido, trying to get at, you yes. know, um, which is separate from personal reasons. Right. Once again, we have to separate the personal uh, journey versus the system of Aikido, you know. Right. And so you may be getting all these amazing things out of going to the dojo and learning Aikido, but specifically what is Aikido trying to teach you? And right. that is what we're, we want to get at, right. you know. And, and during this time where, you know, people aren't, aren't practicing Aikido as much um, at the dojo, you need to keep yourself engaged in it so you're ready to go back when, when it happens, you know, because it's easy to get off of that tip, you know. And, and yeah. I don't know how many people I've ran into in my life, a lot, I mean hundreds at this point, that I run into on the street and they mm -hmm. used to train Aikido. Oh, yeah. And either they trained when I was training or they trained under me or something and they'll say like, Oh man, I've been really thinking lately. I need to get back to the dojo, and I just I haven't. Yeah, uh, but I'm going. I'll see you in a couple weeks, right. and you know it's I'm just coming like, back. I yeah. promise. I and trained six months, two years ago. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. And yeah. it's it's real easy, and you know people love it, and they want to get back to it. But it, but it, once you're out of the habit, it is hard to get back in the habit. So yeah, yeah that's so, huge. The so habit. taking some, you know, we had a student uh, recently uh, before all this, but uh, hurt uh, hurt himself and continued to show up for class even though he wasn't 
able to do anything necessarily. Uh, and he would just sit there and he would watch. And for that exact reason, he was like, yeah. I don't want to not start not coming. Right. Yes. You know? Right. It's, it's funny. So I walked in. to fall down that. And I was hole. like, hey, why is he here? And then I'm like, he's hurt. And then I was like, oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea to keep coming because it's easy to yeah. just. And also, you know, like it's interesting not. when you're hurt, like you gain another perspective watching on the side. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, And so that's another thing about this is like this might be the opportunity to just soak up as much information about Aikido as you can, um, regardless of, of, of what it is, because like you said, you learn a different you know, because a lot of people maybe don't spend as much time as we do looking at Aikido and thinking about it and, you know, watching other people's videos and really, you know, maybe they yeah. just go and do their thing um, and don't. So now you have time to watch what other people are doing, watch what other people are saying, um, you know, really get involved in conversations about it as opposed to. What's great, too, right now is that a lot of people are, I've seen on, like, different Facebook groups and on Reddit and stuff, people are, are interested in posting um, lots of, like, free Aikido online learning things, paid online Aikido learning stuff, you know, just making videos. Like, there's a there's a, a, a lot of stuff being posted right now, so it's great. It's a great time to be interested in, in looking at those things. And um, I think it's, what's a fun exercise is anytime you see an Aikido video, Asking yourself a set of questions to get to the bottom of what what it is, what it's all about, why they posted that video. Um, because I think a lot of the times people are quick to jump to judge a video before they've really sat down and, and gone through, what is, what is this trying to show me? Because um, it's easy to watch a video and go, that sucks. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I had this exact thing happen the other day. So I was watching one of our videos and uh, what well, Chris's videos and then right after it. Uh, there was this video that was uh, Aikido versus Karate Demonstration. That was yeah, the name of it. I think I saw that Aikido on the side of it, yeah. Aikido versus Karate Demonstration. Um, and so it's Christian Tizier and some dude in a karate uniform. And, um, you know, it's like this fight. And I'm going to put that in quotes or whatever. But, uh, and so I'm watching it. And, you know, the, the Christian Tizier is doing some badass shit against this karate guy, you know. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, ugh. <sighs> This is just, it's so, it's so contrived. Like, it's just so, like, whatever. And I'm totally judging it. And then I realized, like, it's an Aikido versus karate demonstrate. Like, right. it's a demonstration. demonstration. Yes, right? yes. Um, and so for what it is and what they're trying to accomplish, they're trying to show you how this thing might play out. Like, it's perfectly acceptable. In, in fact, it's good. Right, it's interesting for, and fun to watch. It and yeah. Right. Um, but I was totally judging it. Um, just through based on through another lens, and mm -hmm. it took me a second to realize, like, oh no, 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 and and you know they're not. It was my interpretation that led me to believe that they were being dishonest in what they were showing, but they weren't because it was right there in the title, Aikido versus Karate Demonstration. Right, right. I mean, it's, so yeah, so the, that's like the first question to ask when you're looking at a video, it, when you're trying to get out, what is it trying to show me? What is the person who made this video? Why'd they post it? Why are they showing? What are they showing me? You know, is it a demonstration? Um, if it's a demonstration, what are they demonstrating? Is it a certain form? Are they doing a form, but it's really sped up so it looks like fast and live, but it's just a sped up form. Um, and I don't mean that to sound demeaning, but it's like you, you've got to start to be able to, to pick out 
um, is this like quote unquote live training or are they just doing a form really fast? And right. if so, that's going to help you go, oh, it's a form really fast. Okay, let's see what about this form they wanted to show me. Right. Why did they want to do it fast? You know, what, like, right. those are the questions you want to ask before you go, this sucks. And if, and if you still at the end of it feel like this sucks, then at least you can say why you feel like it, it sucks. You know what I mean? I think, <laughs> I think you know, if, you, if you're being honest and you want to be as good a student of Aikido as you can and not just, you know, be an opinionated, dogmatic person, then, like, right. what you should do is if you think something sucks, that's cool. But look at both the criticism and the support yes. of both sides of that. You know, so, you know, you see a video and you're like, it sucks and it, it catches you, you know, and you're like, I think this sucks. <laughs> then then read other people who have your opinion, right? And see what they agree about and what you agree about, like in the criticism. Yeah. And then read the supporters and read the supporters with an open mind and go like, I'm trying to get yeah. on, on why you think this is good. What could someone get out of this? Right. What could someone, you know, I think a lot of the times, um, especially in, you know, more groups of Aikido that are, are geared towards, quote, unquote, like martial, hardcore, whatever you want to say. Um, they, when people post demonstrations to those groups of people, those people are, are pretty quick to jump on this. And that's not real. That's, you know, that's contrived. That's a demonstration. And, and, and what you have to go is, yeah, it's a demonstration. Yes. So, of course, it's contrived. That's yes. the whole point of a demonstration. So that's not really a real criticism just because – that's pointing out the obvious that it is a demonstration. So then you got to go, what is it demonstrating? Right. What concepts are they trying to show us? Are they actually showing a technique or are they showing some kind of principle of like, you know, look how um, composed they are. Look how much um, kokyu they have, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Like, and, and that can be something well, that is, you can learn from that. And, you know? and I think also if, if, the honesty of the video, you know, because there are videos where people are trying to say that they're showing one thing and they're showing something totally. else. Right. Yeah. Um, so be aware of that too. Just be aware, you know, when you're looking at a video, and if it just go, if if it's if it's not being honest about, yep, mm-hmm. what's happening. Um, and that also, if they're not know. being honest about what's happening, you know, maybe they're wrong about it, but that also doesn't mean that what they're doing is shit. Because a lot true. of times I that see people true. say, "Hey, here's a demonstration of this," and I watch it, and I'm like. I don't think that was a demonstration of that, but, but I do think is, you're showing right, a cool right. thing anyways, yeah, like even though. Right. I mean, yeah, a lot of the times um, Chris will show me a video and, and, you know, the video is billed as look at so-and-so, you know, Shihan doing amazing Aikido. And I look at it and we and, and Chris will go, I think the Ukemi is actually more amazing than the than the nugget, you know, like right. I, I'm really impressed with this this ukemi here. Right. Like, look at this guy. And go, that's also a know? reflection of the teacher because the teacher taught the student how to have ukemi like that. So right. that's impressive. Just not, you know, it's not no longer thinking like, oh my god, look that seventh dawn's like a god of power. Right. Yeah. It's impressive in a in a different sort yeah. of way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So being able to like go through videos and I think just like critically think about what why that video is there what they're showing you what are you getting out of it what if anything could you get out of it even if you see us totally negative and shitty and it sucks you know what were they getting at you know right. and at least you can applaud them for for trying something or, also you know and sometimes the 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 bad videos can just be fun and you just <laughs> spend some time going oh man oh man that is awesome what um, you are doing is great Everyone who's listening to this also lives in a magical time where you could choose a teacher and follow everything they're doing. Yep. So you yeah, could yeah. say, oh, I'm interested in Nisho and what, what he's teaching. And so you can look at all of his videos. You can look at students of his who have videos. Then you could read his – you can get on Amazon, type in, and get whatever books you want. And you can learn 
theoretically the style of Aikido. And I don't mean theoretically like theoretically you could learn. No, you could actually learn the theory of that person's Aikido. And then as you begin to develop this through a few different teachers, you can start to say, oh, what are the overall overarching uh, similarities? And what are the overall overarching differences between these, you know? And What does the style look like? Yeah. Why is that style important? Because one of the biggest things that happens is like, you know, I think people love to say like, oh, that's historically inaccurate or, oh, that's not the proper way to do that. And it's like, according to whom? You know, right. and also, you know, people say like, oh, well, then I, uh, O-sensei is the, the end of the line. It's like, O-sensei at what point in his life? Because he talked differently at different points right. in his life and was interested in different things, just like all of us. And so, like, it's like, you, here's an opportunity to actually look at stuff and go, oh, okay, here's what this guy's presenting. Yeah. I'm neither going to see that as right or wrong, just their opinion of it. And then when you collect four or five teachers that way, you start to really get an idea of, like, what's the material that Aikido must be talking about because there's all these similarities. Yeah, I think branching off of that, like, it's just a good time in general, like you're saying, to dig deeper into questions, more. questions yeah. that you have or quotes that you've seen or uh, from different teachers or whatever. Um, and, and like Chris is saying, realize that um, – History is um, subjective yeah. and history is, you know, it's depending on who t who tells it, how the story goes. And um, there's not, I mean, there is straight up wrong history, but there's, there's lots of versions of history that are out there and um, different versions of people throughout their lives. And so getting to um, learn more about the gray areas of these different stories that we hear as Aikido practitioners and what the, the various um, lineages of things are is super valuable because then you can say, um, uh, I prefer to look at this interpretation, but I understand that there are other interpretations rather than saying, this is the only one that's real. And the other ones, those right. are just false right. because right. I'm, I'm, people are getting those other interpretations from somewhere. And, and so it's, it's important to like look into those things and, and see um, what, where those things are coming from, you right. know, and where those different sources are from. Right. You know? I mean, and this is super important. And you know, like for me, so, you know, like people have, I've, we did a podcast on this, like there are six major Aikido teachers <clears throat> that I think are important to look at for Aikido in the modern era and, and what Aikido means. Um, but it's funny because with those six, I constantly go like, Oh, yeah, Chiba contributed a lot. He's Yamada included. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Satomi did a lot of good stuff. Shira, oh, Shirata did a bunch of, you know, so I'm constantly saying, like, like judging myself and going, like, hmm, this person's interpretation is really valid. Why am I not including that person? Or why, why, why are this other person so important to me, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so getting to delve into that history for yourself, I think, is super Super important. Very important. And realize too, I mean, I don't know, I say this a lot online because um, there are people online that like to, you know, cite certain sources and be like, well, this is the definitive source on this thing. And I'm not arguing with that. But what I will say is that um, we're looking at, I mean, even for Ueshiba who lived in, you know, this last century, which isn't that far away, you're looking at a guy who was pretty mystical in his life, you know, liked to um, use metaphors and, and talk in a very... His contemporaries had a hard time understanding him. Right. So his... Yeah, exactly. Um, so then you have writings of his or writings of someone who knew him. So that's already one one step removed from him. Plus, it was in Japanese. And so if you're leading, reading an English translation, then you're reading a translation of a person. Um, so and he, not in modern Japanese. And right, exactly. Um, so, it's a, yeah, a translation of an older version of Japanese into modern English. Plus, you've got the viewpoint of whoever translated it. 
And so if that particular translator has um, certain biases or certain uh, things that they're looking for, they're going to translate it in such a way that it supports their idea of what's going on. So you've got so many layers of abstraction from the actual source that it's not to be completely um, cynical or it's totally suspicious, but have a healthy amount of um, uh, a critical look at right. what's going on there. And another thing, you know, you can do like besides like, you know, trying to get to the the sources of Aikido itself mm-hmm. is look at the the stuff that's in Aikido, the material that's presented in Aikido and look at other martial arts that are not Japanese that you can read in the language right, you speak. Right. You know, you speak French, German, you speak Italian, like uh, you can get in that English, older English stuff, you can get at that. And so go like, hey, when did those techniques? So, oh, look at this in European stuff. There's Kodagaish. You know, it's, you know, they didn't know it as Kodagaish, but it's the same technique. Right. And so it's like, why are they using it? How are they using it there? And, and let that inform why we would possibly have that technique in Aikido. You know, right? Yeah. And so this is maybe as a good time too, if you want to do a deeper dive into something else. You know, into another martial art because I, Chris and I were talking the other day and. I was just saying, he was saying, you've learned a lot about martial arts in the past three years or so. And I was like, yeah. And I feel like a lot of learning about Aikido has come from doing other martial arts aside. I I believe that's Oh, like they they parallel. Right. Yeah. They they support each other. I often find myself doing something else, some other style of martial art. um, And then uh, doing a thing and being like, oh, yeah, that's we do that in Aikido. I can do that. Because I yeah. know what it is. Being right, able to you know. see the similarities, compare and contrast between those, or, or to take skills that you learn better in another martial art and bring those right. skills back to Aikido and go, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my and body. The, with you know? the, I, I feel like uh, sword stuff, uh, it's a lot of the flip where there's a lot of things that I learned by doing saber uh-huh. um, and doing other uh, sword styles that then I take back to the Aikido stuff and go, oh, okay, the this idea, this is the idea that's happening here. Yeah. And I so mean, you can do that academically as well. Sure, as well, absolutely. You know? There's there's so many great resources. And, and Amazon's great because you can – I don't really support Amazon. But you can find everything. And so, like, it's great in that you, you want to know about saber fighting. You can get a whole huge material. And then if you get enough of that material, you can start getting into – the people who are presenting the really good stuff, you know, like there's so much material out there to find that, that it's awesome. And to give you an example, like, you know, in the last uh, few years, what we've done aside from uh, Aikido, um, we focused on is uh, uh, 12th century sword and buckler fighting, um, 19th century saber fighting, uh, small sword and uh, early 20th century fencing, um, pistol marksmanship and uh, pistol self-defense, ground grappling, armed grappling, uh, and, and modern style self-defense, you know, and I probably missed some in there, but, but we're always looking at different ideas and different martial arts and like, because we all like martial arts, but also because they inform our Aikido more, right? So like when we see it's like, oh, Aikido has basically the same idea. We see, we see it here, you know? And it's, it's really, even in the, you know, we, and you were talking about this the other day in relation to uh, the uh, pistol work as it relates to, let's say, uh, what we would do with the bokken or like with uh, a sword um, and how it's the, the, the things you do are, they're the same. The way that you treat the weapon, the way that you, mm-hmm. the, the um, uh, 
uh, like whatever that you have to bring to the situation. The reverence and intensity right, and intention. Exactly, yeah. uh, exactly the same. And then uh, a lot of the movements are actually the same. Once you get into like actually moving totally. around yeah. uh, with the pistol, it's it's very similar to what you would be doing uh, with with the the Boken or, or sword. Um, it's good to remember too right now um, <laughs> on a more like literal level, um, there's if you're not able to buy books right now, because I, I don't know if Amazon's actually shipping. At least here. Uh, so they, they shipped my Airsoft BBs oh, uh, nice. today. Okay. So I know that you can get <laughs> some right. stuff. Okay. Um, but if they're, for some reason, if you're not able or if you don't have the funds to buy something, buy books, you know, online, there's a lot of, um, you can search for free PDFs of stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Old martial um, art books, there's a ton. A lot there. of places are offering, um, like, free audiobook services, uh, you know, like the a 30-day the, trial. Check or whatever. libraries uh, yeah because uh, a lot of libraries are i know the library here is offering several different services um, so and then i know also too uh, this is maybe not even related to martial arts but jstor which is an online um uh, article library that lots of colleges use to store like scientific journals and other you know college journals um they are also opening up, I think, to free registration or something like that for anyone. So there's a lot of good resources right now. People want to make it available because they know that people are inside and wanting to look for stuff to do right now. So. And then the other thing I would suggest is just you know finding the uh, martial artist that you like and trust and whatever and uh, check out what they're doing right now because they're probably doing something similar to what we're doing. Like a lot of people, I think, are making that pivot really quickly. Yeah. And, you know, so a lot of people, not martial, like I don't, non-Aikido stuff, uh, there's a lot of people who are doing videos and stuff anyway, so you could just get caught up. But, um, you know, other martial arts teachers might be. If you find a teacher that you really resonates with you for whatever reason, just devour everything that they they offer. You know, I mean, I really think that the, and and just take it all in. So you know, if you decide like, hey, this guy's good, just devour everything that they have, and then then you can later go back and break that down in your head and, and kind of figure out what's what, and and then maybe find some contrasting stuff. You know, like I mean, you know, I was saying earlier we we've been doing uh one thirty three i thirty three, which is um. Uh, 12th century sword and buckler um, was written in a monastery uh, in Germany. Um, uh, who would think that that has to do with Aikido? But I got so much out of it right, from right. from working through that material, you know. So so there's there's a ton of stuff to, to work on, and and you should be doing that while you got time off. Mm -hmm. There's different mind exercise. I guess what you're saying is like um, there's different ways to engage with material, and one of those ways is to pick something you really are interested in and just set aside all doubt, all questioning yes. and just go for it, yes. you know, and that's like learning about that specific subject. And then what we were talking about earlier, looking at videos and going, what's good, what's right. bad, asking yeah. questions. That's like an exercise to practice your ability to discern, ask questions, right. think critically, you know, discern, I analyze, all that stuff. Making the intellectual shift, I yes. think is the, you know, so uh, when we do self-defense class, we talk about knowledge and experience. Uh, as being two separate things. And so knowledge is, you know, having someone tell you about something and you can soak that up and it's on the... Uh, conscious. The, the conscious level. Mm -hmm. And experience is the other one. You do the thing and it comes through on a subconscious level. Typically when we're going into class uh, with other people, we're working on the experience part and we're uh, getting that subconscious thing. Now that that is taken away, 
flip to the other side and get some knowledge. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm going to give a selfless or a shameless plug out here. I'm totally not selfless, a selfish, but a, <laughs> a self-involved shameless plug. Shameless self-promotion. There you go, shameless self-promotion, yeah. but uh, So in the next week, uh, I will have a Patreon page that's just for me. Uh, it's, it's Christopher Hine, and uh, I'm going to present uh, – Aikido stuff will be on there, but also everything else. Uh, so I'm going to present uh, firearms stuff if you're interested in doing that. Uh, uh, I've got certifications to be a firearms instructor. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, all kinds of different sword stuff because understanding sword is key to understanding a lot of how people used to think about um, dueling and not dueling and what that was. And so, so there will be a ton of material on different things. So if you're interested in that, please check it out. Um, we're also going to be doing uh, podcasts all the way through no matter what. So uh, you'll have body even if we got to Skype to each other. Yeah. Uh, we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll put a podcast out. out. No matter what, yeah. Yeah, um, and then too, Chris, like you mentioned earlier, I think he's been putting out lots of Aikido videos. He's working on building his that Aikido um, Aikido student Aikido student. Oh yeah, Aikido student comes back up. Yeah, and his YouTube page for the dojo is the home for all of the videos that he's been putting out, and um, they kind of break apart pieces of the system as we look at it. Um, and then he has his own personal page for the other videos, knife stuff, right. gun stuff, yeah. that kind of uh, stuff. And also I'd like to talk about, so I presented, um, basically it's a, it's a progression of how we see Aikido at the dojo and um, how I think you should go through it. Uh, it's up right now on YouTube. So it's a 20-minute video. It's yeah, a 20-minute video. Check it out and see what you like and dislike about it. And please send us questions because we'll talk about it. Um, and I would like to do some, some sure. soon, like some – you know, teleconferences and people can get in, uh, listeners to the podcast, and we can all talk about this. You know, stuff. I uh, and we should definitely do that. I have been doing that recently a lot uh, for work, and then uh, other stuff, mm-hmm. some other things I've been doing. And there's a lot of really awesome software um, that people can use now, whether it's Google or Zoom. There's a few that like run through Facebook and uh, and or YouTube um, that allow for like some live streaming and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff. One of the good thing I had never experienced any of this before. So, you know, it really opens up to the possibility of doing, like, virtual classes um, in a way that, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, or at least, you know, I wasn't, people weren't thinking about. So at the end of this, you know, it might be something where that, that, that happens, you know, where we can have a virtual a seminar and people can tune in from wherever they're at and, 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 yeah. and, and watch and or um, you know, do the same. So yeah, Chris was expressing that earlier. He would like to be able to have something where we can talk to, have a more of a back and forth yeah, with you right, guys, right. Um, and answer questions and and just kind of discuss Aikido on a, a little bit of a larger group level, right? Um, a little more personal. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you guys are interested in that, then that's something that I think he's working towards here. So, sure. and I appreciate all the support that uh, I've been seeing from the uh, patrons. It was it's been great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, I don't know, did we cover kind of what we were interested in talking about I mean, I think so, you know, um, we've covered way more than I had thought, you know. Yeah, (laughs) kind of, we're 42 minutes, so wandered back and uh, forth. Perfect amount of time. Um, just, yeah, uh, tip of the week, wash your freaking hands and, um, (laughs) stay, stay healthy. Watch, watch that, um, that Mexican, uh, uh, surgeon uh show you how to wash your hands that is the best video i've ever seen i don't know it was great it's a it's a video of a surgeon and you know there's so there's like that little hand washing meme that's been going around um and it's you know the steps for washing your hands how you're supposed to do it and so he puts um it's a video and he puts black 
uh, he's wearing gloves and he puts some black like paint Ink or something, yeah. on his hands. And so he shows how each step washing your hands covers the different areas, right. areas of your hands. So you make sure and you hit every, every single, single part awesome. so that it's they're hundred percent clean, yeah. um, which was kind of cool to watch. Um, so yeah, look for that video. Cause it's just educational. <laughs> um, but yeah, wash your hands, stay what? safe. Uh, we love you guys. And um, I guess we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Well, for, can we thank our oh, patrons? Shit. Oh yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oops. Jump the gun. Like, oh my God. I'm gotta like, go. Gotta goodbye. go guys. Crohn's <laughs> attacking. Gotta wash my hands. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Yeah. I gotta go run and wash Talking my hands right this, now. It's giving me some anxiety. I know. Um, <laughs> you know, it probably will take me about 20 seconds to read all the patrons, uh, patrons. So, so um, you can wash your hands. wash your hands while I go over these. And if you memorize them you can just say them back to yourself every time you wash your hands (laughs) so thank you so much to barrett lippy ben bear wrestler aldrich brian crowley brooke ferragamo christopher acido constantinos andrew dave dewberry floor hanowick francis cordone franz martinson grand templin uh hillary jones jim gallant jim sullivan lenny acuna lisa klein marchin chis Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Michael Heed, Okan Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Rob Kitson, Sam Sulian, Scott Burns, Sunshine Center, Sharon Okada, Thomas Polino, Tommy Siv, and Yuli Simgu. That is actually over 20 seconds. Oh, so, my uh, goodness. So good. you, uh, you, if you're you, washing your hands, hands while clean, we did that, then probably. you're good. Um, and, and if you would like to hear your name said by uh, yeah. Maya in the in the hand watching. You can find us on uh, Patreon. Um, yeah, and, and so if you have any social media abilities, um, you know, uh, Patreon, SoundCloud, um, Facebook. We do have an Instagram. Uh, or Aikido Fresno has, has an Instagram. Anyway, uh, follow us, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and tell your us. if you have friends that are bored that are doing Aikido and they aren't listening to this podcast, <laughs> we have a lot of episodes. Oh so yeah, yeah. Binge, binge this listening. One twenty one. Yeah. Man. Um. So so that's it's a good time to catch up on those right now. And um, thank you so much, you yeah, guys. We really for appreciate your support. it. Thank you very much. If you have any questions or want us to go over anything on the next podcast, uh, please let us let know. us know, and we'll be happy to do it. All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys next Bye, guys. week. <laughs>